Hello, I'm Dennis Nunn. I want to welcome you to the Every Believer Witness podcast. We've been in the middle of a study, and we're going to wrap up today about being filled with the Spirit, having a life of love, joy, and peace, and patience, and kindness, and goodness, and faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control, so that our lives back up what we say about Jesus, that we witness as a verb, but we be witnesses. And we've seen that that is contingent upon having the power of the Holy Spirit come upon us, being filled with the Spirit. And if anything's to be filled with something, has to be emptied of anything that's in it. And we talked about how we empty ourselves of ourselves. And First John tells us, if we confess our sins, He, God's faithful and just, to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we've emptied ourselves, and now we can be filled with the Spirit of God. And we talked about this is sins with an S on the end of it. It's individual specific sins. And God doesn't want us to just throw a blanket and say, Lord, forgive me my sins, or if I've sinned. He wants us to confess our sins. And all sins can be grouped into just three categories. We looked the second podcast ago about deeds, actions, overt acts, things we do, both, both committing things we shouldn't and failing to do things we should. Last podcast, we talked about sins of the tongue, words, words we say we shouldn't, words we don't say that we should. Today, we look at the third category, and that is our thought life. I call them mental attitude sins. In other words, they're things we do, they're things we say, but they're things that just go on in here and no one really knows but us and God. For example, if I'm guilty of lust or you're guilty of lust, you know, uh, you wouldn't commit sexual immorality with someone. You would just fantasize about having sex with them. Uh, you'd find yourself mentally committing adultery with them. That's got to be confessed. You wouldn't steal, but you're envious, you're covetous. Other people have something, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, money, uh, a home, a job, something, and, and you, you're, you're desiring to have that in your heart. Envy, covetous, has to be confessed. You have an unthankful spirit. You know, the Bible, one of the condemnations of people who reject God, the Bible says they were unthankful, they were ungrateful. I was just teaching at our church uh, on a recent Wednesday night about that as God's children, we're to be abounding, overflowing, like a river over its banks with thanksgiving. But if you are unthankful, and, and, and we all fall into that sometimes, here's how, here's how I tell if I am being unthankful. I wouldn't say this, and I don't mean to be blasphemous, but I'm thinking, God, I don't deserve this. Lord, you know, if you, if you really love me, care about me, this wouldn't be happening to me, God. And that's, that's being unthankful because the Bible's clear. There's nothing, nothing can come into my life that God either doesn't send or he allows. And he promises to work all things together for good. And, and I'm to be thankful. And if I'm unthankful, if you're unthankful, maybe no one else knows it, but you know it. That has to be confessed. You have an unforgiving spirit. Unforgiveness is really, really a challenge for, for most of us. Um, I talked to a good friend, a wonderful partner, supporter of our ministry, and he shared that uh, a person in their church in a meeting had been real harsh and ugly to my friend's wife. 
And uh, before the meeting was over, it was all smoothed over and everything seemed to be fine. But my friend was asking me, should I confront this person? And uh, as I listened to him, I thought about it. I said, I think God wants you to be kind and tenderhearted and forgive them just like he's forgiven you. You see, and it's real easy when people don't deserve to be forgiven. And boy, sometimes they don't. But God said, we're to forgive others the way he forgives us. And if I ask who here, who's listening, who's watching that deserved to be forgiven by God, none of us could say, I deserved it. And God said, that's the way I want us to treat others. Uh, I've talked to people that have never forgiven God because of something bad happened in their life. But if you hold on to unforgiveness, the Bible says a root of bitterness springs up and a lot of folks get defiled, get messed up. If you have unforgiveness towards someone, they hurt you and it was wrong and it was painful and they shouldn't have done it. Forgive them so that you can confess your sins and have the power of God in your life. Um, maybe you have a judgmental spirit. You're thinking uh, you're the one that knows what's best in every situation. And uh, if people don't do it the way you do it, then, then they're just wrong. That's got to be forgiven. I don't know if I've ever shared about when our youngest daughter got into drugs. And I was pastor of the church, and I got very convicted that I didn't meet the Bible qualifications of having my family in order. And uh, I resigned. Church was very supportive. I didn't have to. But I felt like I can't tell people the Bible's the Word of God and you need to obey it if I didn't obey it. And the Bible says that a pastor has to rule his family well. He has to have children that, that are obedient. And mine were very disobedient, especially one. And I resigned. And I went into work. I went into an itinerant ministry. I traveled as a revivalist. I would preach. And normally on Sunday mornings, I'd preach to lost church members because that's what I'd been. And on Sunday night, I'd preach a message, a longer message, full message about confessing our sins. And I would ask people with their heads bowed and eyes closed at the end, how many of you, if you died right now, could look God in the face and say, Lord, I haven't been doing, saying, thinking anything I wish that I had not been saying? I mean, you're not perfect, but you could say, Dennis, if I, if I died and stood right before Jesus, my Savior, I, there's nothing I've been doing or saying or thinking I wish I had confessed before I got here. I was preaching at a large church in Buffalo, New York. Many hundreds, maybe a thousand there on a snowy Sunday night. And when I asked that question with heads bowed, 20 people raised their hands. Other than that, all the times I've ever preached it, never had more than six people ever raise their hand. And so I know every time I speak it, most people need to confess their sins. And I'm going to be totally transparent with you. That's one of the great blessings of being a preacher, of being a teacher, and teaching this material because it causes me daily to practice what I preach and confess my sins. Let me ask you, child of God, are you enjoying your Christian life? Does love and joy and peace characterize your life? If it doesn't, You've allowed Satan and the world and your flesh to rob you of the abundant life. Jesus came, died on the cross, rose from the dead to give us eternal life and quantity, but to give us abundant life and quality. If you're not experiencing that today, 
I'm going to pray the Holy Spirit of God will point out sins in your life, things you're doing, things you're saying, things you're thinking, and you'll confess them and you'll be cleansed and forgiven. I want to thank you for listening to the Every Believer Witness podcast. If you're blessed by these podcasts, please share them with your friends. If you have questions, you can contact us at any time. We'd love to hear from you. It blesses us when people tell us, as someone did this very day, that they were, they were enjoying being blessed by our podcast. God bless you.